Hello there, and welcome to Life Clarifications with Natasha. And <laughs> I'm supposed to have Eric on for my guest, and he will be here soon. Uh, just, you know, sometimes things happen, and as we had a show on Monday, <laughs> that life happens with technology and stuff like that. So I just wanted to let you know that things are happening, and, you know, as we go through life, this shows you how life is always going to have its ups and downs and its interactions. So I'm Natasha Venter. I'm an intuitive, medium, personal awareness life coach. So what that means is that I enjoy my soul calling, my souls, my deep soul calling is to be here to support those who are going through life. That can be the ups and downs the grief, the emotions, the triggers, the knowings, the life, the amazingness, the whatever it is. I know so many of us are working through so much. And in my private sessions, or if you want a group session, because I love doing, well, it's not always love in the way that love is, but in the sense of when I'm doing group medium sessions, you know, or a group class, I am there to support. And, you know, one day I was doing a group medium session and out of the 10 women, seven of them had lost children. Ooh. That was whole, talk about holding space. <laughs> Yet at the same time, though, the gifts that I, as the, trans, the communicator through the spirit world and the world of of giving messages to you, I felt so grateful to be in that moment. And that's where my joy comes from, is that I'm joyful to know that I can be here with someone for someone in that amazingness. And as we go through life, and as we manage through life, Life is always going to have these ups and downs. And I know that sometimes when mediumship happens or we're going through something, sometimes when we do group sessions, you know, 10, 15, 20, 100 people, I, that's my calling. And when we listen to one person, sometimes we get answers for something that we are going through. Or if we're listening to somebody else, we may get something, some other answers that we needed. And so with that, that me doing group sessions or doing individual mediumship or life support sessions, I do work with you through your story, your gifts. I sometimes bring in my life because my life is one that, you know, I may not have gone through a lot, but I've witnessed a lot. And if I haven't witnessed it in this lifetime or lived it in this lifetime, I've done it in others. So whenever I have somebody sitting in front of me, I go to that past life that I had, because I've had so many, that... I go to that past life to support you in that comfort of knowing that I do have an understanding. I'm going to call it a understanding because as we go through life, our own story is our understanding. Yet our story can help someone else out. And with that, just knowing that as we're going forward and as we're navigating through life, things happen. And that's why I love doing this show life clarifications because it is about bringing forward the life and i'm just checking to see if eric got back to me here um so as we're going forward and as we're doing things <laughs> oh and i want to and veronica thank you veronica you have been a gift in my life for so many years um you are fabulous on Monday's night show, my dear. You are a gift. Well, thank you. So if those who were there on Monday, uh, I am, we do, uh, me and Regan and I do uh, the dance of the soul. So it's about dancing with our soul. How does our soul want to do journeys? Well, the first conversation was about how, how to not stress the little things. Well, I love the synchronicity of life. Isn't the synchronicity of life amazing? How, uh, sorry, I got keep getting hairs in my eyes and I don't mean to, uh, that <laughs> getting a new vision, getting distracted, time to focus. It, so things have meanings to me and I always grab into them that on Monday show, the dance of the soul that we had on a, oh, 
a woman, a tremendous woman. She is a strong woman because of the fact that she's still here. She has lost two children and she was smack dab in the middle of grief and, you know, navigating a life that, you know, she may not have had all the tools to survive it. And I was there as the medium to give a message to her, an intuitive medium. So in that role that I hope that I gave her life clarifications, awarenesses to give her moments. And then at the same time through her mediumship and, and, you know, perfectly imperfect, we're going to actually have an additional conversation because there were some conversations I can't have on air because of privacy and, you know, when we're bearing our soul, sometimes it's not wise to bear our soul all the way out <laughs> on social media. So with that, that there's that privacy that I wanted to give her. And with that, knowing that things are happening, things are going forward, we're always in this awareness that, that life is happening around us. And as we go forward and we navigate through life, you know, there's always a metaphor for something kind of like for me, you know, I just had, you know, hair getting in my eyes. And, you know, sometimes when we're getting, you know, hair in our eyes, we start getting distracted. And it's like, no, it's time for me not to be distracted. Things are happening for a reason. And those reasons, sometimes we don't know at the minute what they are. Yet at the same time, they're here. They're going to be here. They are here. And we never know. And, you know, as, you know, like I said, Eric was supposed to be here, uh, that, uh, that as we go through life, <laughs> we never know why. Why? 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 I, that, that could be the, the sen that's the whole sentence sometimes. Why? Because sometimes when we ask why, many a times we don't always get the true answers of why. So with that, why does life happen the way it does? Well, perspective gives a, gives a great understanding to the whys. You know, and sometimes we don't know the story of somebody else. Like I was watching, uh, I was watching uh, Ellen the other day and she had on the speaker and he said something that really rang true. Many a times we're worried about what other people think about us that are thinking about us. So we're more worried about what other people think of us than we think of ourselves. So why? Why does life happen? Sometimes life happens to bring it back to us so that we're not distracted by what other people are thinking. I know for me, I've had so many things happen to me, for me, so that I can be, it could be about me to grow and change. Yes, a little selfish about that. About me so that I can grow to be me. Now I've said this before, like one time something happened to me and I got the mantra, what is this here to teach me? Hmm, what is this here to teach me? That's a great thing to do. What is this here to teach me? Well. You know, uh, we're always going through something. We're always managing something. What is this here to teach me? Like today, Eric not being here when he said he was going to be, I don't know, something probably came up. Maybe technology happened. Maybe his Wi-Fi dropped. Is it about me? I don't know. I know for me, this is teaching me right now that no matter what happens in my life, hair in my eyes trying to distract me, keep moving forward. Keep going forward. Keep seeing that, you know, there's a story out of this. How can this teach me to have a story? And as we go through things, <laughs> sorry, necklaces up tight, they don't really work. And I had this down lower, uh, yet at the same time, I know it, it goes against my mic and it makes some noises. So I wanted to wear it higher, but it gets up on my throat. And I've been hung way too many times to wear something tight around my neck. So... I just choose not to. So with that, that as we go through life 
and managed through life. Things happen for us. So like right now, I'm learning that no matter what is happening, what was supposed to happen, I know my journey, my personal journey was to come on at four o'clock. My personal journey is, is that I am called my soul calling. And I, I can't voice this enough. My deep soul calling is to navigate through the waters of life. My deep soul calling is to be a representation of life to help others go through life. Like um, I've had so many people say, you've taught me so much. I've watched you. I've, I've uh, observed you. You just show me how to navigate through things because I just kind of keep trudging forward. Here am I. You know, so as we go forward and as we're doing things, I want you to take a look at your own life. It's not selfish to do that. A lot of people think it is. It's not selfish to do that. Now it's selfish to go into ego and yeah, I've got it. Nobody else has it like I do. You know, you know, I've got the SHIT, you know, stuff. Yet at the same time, staying humble, going into perspective about the I. What is this? What is this teaching me? How can I live my life? How can I be my better me? Like I had an astrology reading this morning and everything said everything that I was managing. And the mantra that I had about, about I'm attuning to the energies of the now. As I surround my body, soul, mind, and emotions with love. As I dance with the spirit of my I am. That is totally my life right now. So even though Eric was supposed to be here and he's a great guy. Something happened. I'm going to move on because I know that I can do it and manage it. Now, if he pops in a little bit, I'm grateful. He'll be great. Is that the story of today? I don't know until it's done. I know right now. We just had a powerful full moon on Sunday. That powerful full moon, it was about finishing some of our stories up, finishing our stories up. And not necessarily that we can finish and be done, but we can finish and move it forward into its next journey. So what new story are you going to create in the movie of your life? Because now I understand movies are something that are happening at the time and the story is something that is finished. So with that, what is the movie you want to create for a great new story that you're going to create for your life? We're in that. We're in that amazing rewriting moment. And it always will bring us around to I. How am I going to navigate this? The healthy I. How am I going to navigate this? And as we're going forward, we never know why things are happening. And, you know, it's my mother-in-law just texted, this is how it always is. Uh, you know, it, that, um, and, and she just gave me this text, so I'm going to do this. Ah, maybe if I could do this. It's interesting. Uh, about a boy. And I just got this text. So this, this is how always is. Uh, I just read this book really good. It's about a little boy that knew he was trans for three years as three-year-old. I got it at the library. I'm working on air. Okay. And so, um, cause we're going to go down there. So my, my child, my youngest is transgender and probably knew from a very long time that was going to be transgender. Uh, oh shoot. Didn't, uh, okay, so I'm going to send a new email because he didn't get it. And I thought I did it right. But technology is interesting. So let me do this. I'm still on. Let me do this uh, real quick, please. I'm doing technology. Ah, isn't this amazing? I'm doing technology. At the same time that I'm doing other things. 
Now I'm going to make sure I spelt it right. Nope, not with a K. So studio hall number one. Okay. Nope, not that. Okay, I'm going to do this. Paste. And there you go. Sent. And I'm going to say just sent. Isn't this? I am just amazed. You know, I'm just amazed. <laughs> if anybody knew me even a year ago, where almost to this day, September. September's a year that I was getting so mad at technology that I blew an aura, a hole in the aura of my house. An aura of the house, you know how we all have auras ourselves? That that as we have auras around us and we move through life, that we have auras. And auras are kind of like um, our uh, our colors, our our energy field. It's kind of like the the cat whiskers of life. It, it's the tellers. It's the it's the electricity. It's it, it shows our moods. It shows our our beings and our navigation. And as we go through the auras of our our and our houses have auras. Animals have auras. You can see auras around furniture that's still alive, um, rocks that are still alive. So auras. Well, kind of blew the aura a hole. In the aura of a house. Have you ever seen those movies where there's a hole in the dimensions? <laughs> well, guess, guess what? That was me. And I got so mad because it was fighting me and I was fighting it. And you know, why? 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 Well, the why was is that it needed to teach me that if I got so angry that I witnessed myself. <laughs> <laughs> witness myself trying to be on my on my phone on a call at the same time trying to do internet and every time i expanded my energy things went down shut down and every time i shut my energy down everything kind of came back to normalcy and i'm like going okay control anger Control me, control, oh, but it's not control. It's kind of like that, that checking in with the energy field. And, and, uh, and as we go through this, and as we go through this moment where things just kind of, and I've learned that if I get really excited and blow out, I can blow things out. Now, as I did that, I kept my energy kind of tight. That as I was working through things and walking through things, I noticed oh, it's time to kind of pull myself back into me. Pull myself back into me because that's the why. There's going to always be a why reason. So, Denise, thank you. Your first Zoom session with me, LOL. Yes, I know. I have kind of, you know those key fobs that we have um, to open up our cars? Well, guess what? Every year I get a new battery because <laughs> I short circuit it. So with that, that as we go through things, things teach us much. They teach us many things. And as we send, as we go through life and as we navigate through life, things happen. Things happen. Why? Why? Sometimes we don't know until the very end. Now, for me, when things are happening with me, for me, to me, at me, I go into the observation mode, the witnessing mode. Just something I naturally do. Not everybody has this tool. Nobody ha not everybody can have this tool. But I know that with me, when I go through the why, many times the story shifts and changes. Because instead of being the victim of the why, the victim of how come, the victim of things happening. Um, just sent it. Um, 
So, you know, as, as we're going through things, I'm going to have to do something again here because he's saying that I am not sending it to the right place. So I'm going to go here to my scent items. Uh, oh, you know why? Because I'm forgetting the E. Ah, darn it. Okay, here we go again. I'm going to put <laughs> me in my spelling dyslexia. Oh, man. Okay, so. Uh, okay, isn't that funny? See how I'm kind of laughing at myself? Or, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> why? Why? So I can pay attention to the little details. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and do you notice that as, as we go through life and as we manage life, that I'll explain to him <laughs> why, why, uh, um, uh, you know, as, as we go through life and as we na manage life, that things happen. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I'm so grateful. I, I, I would use messenger, but it's not going to work. So, um, thank you, Kevin. I miss you. Uh, so Kevin here, use messenger. <laughs> yeah. I, um, we're texting and, and, uh, uh, I had no E. Uh, and so it's one of those things that as we walk through life and go through life, you know, why? Well, there's another <laughs> moment. Check the small details. Oh, yes. Me, spelling dyslexia, have a really hard time <laughs> noticing little details because I see the bigger picture. And even though I sent this email two hours ago, sometimes flubbles happen. And you know, that's one thing that I taught one of my kids this summer or last year who was very dyslexic herself that it's like, why, why do I keep making mistakes? Well, sometimes we don't have mistakes. We have flubbles. We have these moments where <laughs> life happens and then we do it. We never know, you know, things are always here to stir the pot to get us to know the why. Now, did you notice when I made this level, when I made the mistake and I didn't know why, and then it's coming up why, and then we're going through the why, and then we're things are moving forward in the why, and, and you know, I'll just have Eric back again if this doesn't work because I know he's a cool dude. Uh, that, you know, we're, uh, that as we go through life and managing things, it's amazing that, Sometimes we just got to stop and go. And there's Mr. Eric himself. <laughs> Hello there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you yeah. for your patience with me. I forgot the okay. E. Imagine this. Me, dyslexic Natasha, forgot the E. So I apologize. I sent the email two hours ago without an E. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, that happens a lot. I, people miss the E all the time, and it's just one of those things. I had a feeling, so I'm glad it worked out. Yes, <laughs> well, thank you, out. Eric. This is Mr. Eric, and I know Hi. Eric through my independence report, um, Kevin McDonald, and you do the lunch bunch. Yes. Yeah, we just uh, had one today, and we talked about the great outdoors, but uh, true to form, we we talked about a lot of things. We just cover the whole gambit, you know. It's a fun show to be part of. And Matt Shea is terrific, as well as Kevin. So, yes, and and you have a lot of character to bring into this show. Oh, thank you. Or into a show, into your life. Yeah, I I have a an idea that you've witnessed so much in your life. So, Mr. Eric, can you explain a little bit who you are? Oh, um, well, I'll do my best. I drive a bus for Metro in Seattle. And this is like a, uh, a way for me to wind down my, my working life as I'm now 60. And I just started driving oh, about four years ago. I was an interior designer for 27 years before that. Um, 
I've been an artist most of my life, so I'm I'm used to looking. So even when I was in high school, I'd go, you know, on the downtime, I'd go to the airport and watch people just because I was absolutely <laughs> I was absolutely fascinated. And it's a perfect place to watch people because people are coming and going and there's either stress or there's relief because they're finally getting to see the people they want to see or they're trying to get on that airplane and go to where they need to go. You know, so you catch people doing all these wild, wonderful, goofy things. And you just learn to kind of people watch. Yeah. And and like all busy places, you know, uh, a person can sort of disappear into the crowd. And <laughs> when you're not being observed, as you know, when you're not being observed, that's when you really get to see a person's humanity. Isn't it? It's amazing. Because before you came on, I was kind of talking about the why. Why things happen. Why are we here? Why why do things interact in our life? And you not coming on was a perfect example of how to just step right into that conversation because there was no reason why I knew just life happens. And, and you know, it, it's just interesting. And then I find out that it's me who caused the ripple effect, you know, which is no, it's a, I call them flubbles. I don't call them mistakes. Flubbles. I call them flubbles because it's term. like, it's just like, how can you be mad at a flubble? I mean, you can't be, uh, you made a flubble. You know, you, you, it just comes out kind of funny. These so are little that, things. These are little they, things, right? They are. They are. You know, just I was explaining about a show that I had on Monday where, you know, I was doing a mediumship with a woman who lost two children. And she was smack dab in the middle of grief. I mean, it was all she could do to hold her. She couldn't hold herself together on the show. And and I did my I did what I was doing. And it was like, you know, we have these things that happen to us. Why? And yet, you know, you being the bus driver, being the observer that I love observing myself. I don't go to the hotel. I don't go to places to watch. I just do it through life, walking down the street, you know, elementary school that I'm in. No judgment. Just observer. You well, know? with your gifts, you get to see a lot, mm-hmm. you know, a lot stuff people just don't see or think about which makes it so fascinating right it does it does because i do you know and and this is one thing until somebody gives me permission i don't check in with them but there is things in their aura field (laughs) that is no i mean if somebody's in grief i mean it's it's the billboard across their head you know something major happened to me and i'm just so depressed or if they're if they're struggling with something struggle 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 is across there you know there's just these things and so I kind of sometimes get the backstory so i have more empathy i think for people that makes or more sense. understanding that kind of that thing that makes sense yeah. yeah yeah so what are kind of some of the things that you've seen on the bus that kind of can you know that just kind of makes you go hmm hmm well, when people talk, when people ask that question, um, I mostly think of the dysfunction. <laughs> because, Isn't that you know, I mean, Seattle's getting, yeah, Seattle's getting, yeah, Seattle's getting famous for the amount of dysfunction out there. You know, people living in tents on either side of the street, uh, doing things that uh, we do in private. You know, people go in the bathroom in the middle of the street and you name it, it's happening out there. And on the bus, that's no different. You know, they'll do the same things. They're just completely, they're so used to not uh, existing into, not existing in society that uh, they no longer really care. Mm -hmm. But that being said, here's here's something that uh, I loved. It was about uh, two years ago, three years ago now. There was a young gentleman, probably in his early 20s, and he's a big guy. He must have been 6'5", a big old afro up to here, and not very well kept. Well, he hadn't showered forever, and he had cancer, some horrible, he had these tentacles hanging off his throat, something grown, and he'd always wear this scarf. Mm -hmm. And he was a sweet kid, and I mean a kid in mentally, because... He was, uh, he was like 10 years old. You know how that innocent, uh, not very bright, but it doesn't matter. He's just a sweet hello. And he plays his game on his uh, phone, and he scores big, and he's thrilled, and he's oblivious to people on the bus. But he smelled so bad, and he was going downhill so fast. And one day I picked him up in his wheelchair, 
and I brought him on the bus and I could hardly stand the smell and it was so mm -hmm. bad. I was concerned about bringing him on the bus because we have to be concerned about hygiene for all our other customers. But because of who this kid is, just a sweet kid trying to get some care, I brought him on and there was this uh, pernickety old lady that was sitting right behind the wheelchair place. And I didn't, she kind of struck me as one of those people that are so much into control. She's really difficult to get along with, you know? And yes. so I was so in control with the control. <laughs> yes. And I felt, you know, oh, this is, this might be a problem because he's going to have to be hooked up right in front of her. So I wheeled him in and he was being his generally, you know, smile, sweet, stinky stuff, self, you know? And she was so kind. She just reached into her purse and she had this look. And she brought out her perfume, which was very expensive perfume. You know, it smelled wonderfully. And she just. <laughs> it was sweet because I was expecting this to go four or five different bad ways. And yeah. she just, you know, you know it, was, it was wonderful. So there's things like that to, that happen that give me hope that people can, you know, get by in the world with, you know, everybody else. I know. Isn't that amazing how if we just uh, kind of take a little bit out of our own world and how it, you know, there is that healthy eye that we can go into. And then there's this healthy we that we can navigate with. And, you know, as long as we can make this more comfortable and not being mean, Sometimes there is that negotiation and I, oh, that's an interesting place to be. And you yes. being in that place where you could have not tell them to come on, but then that would have been something that, you know, it's out of his control how many baths he takes probably. As he's a street person, I bet uh, I'm betting the opportunities for hygiene are really slim. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's so sick and obviously not getting care. Um, I don't know how he lives, you know, how he was surviving his life. I don't know what the story was, mm -hmm. but I did stop seeing him uh, on that route, you know, several months later. And I haven't seen him for a while. And, you know, he's one of those people I'd look for just because I'm interested. Yeah. So I hope yeah. he's in a better place. He is. Yeah. He is. So, so you know. There's things like that that happen every day, just these. Uh, and this other guy in a wheelchair the other day, I've been watching his, his decline over the years. And he's never had the ability to talk. You know, he makes these grunt sounds, but he makes a grunt sounds really nice. <laughs> That's his gift. He can make, mm, mm. You, you just make a grunt sounds really nice. And you get attached to people like this. Because mm -hmm. they have yeah. a story, and it's probably one of the most amazing stories you'll ever hear. By but it, you know, sometimes we don't get a chance to hear them, you know. Yet at the short little window we witness it, it, it they can be amazing. It's just getting past the surface, you know. There's so many surface judgments that we make, and and so many surface moments that we make. It's called being human. But if we can just take that moment and just go a little bit past it, it's amazing these beings that people are. See, and that, that's a difficult place for me because as a bus driver, I have to keep a focus on driving. So I am guilty of putting up those blinders mm -hmm. quite a bit, you know, and it is self-preservation. Mm -hmm. A lot of this is self-preservation because when you're dealing with so much dysfunction. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> It's better, it's better just to, you know, uh -huh. there's, there, there, you know, now I can, now I can, now, deal, with I, now I can deal with my dick. And <laughs> yeah. that's the thing is, is that, you know, I know for me that when I was going through high stress moments and kind of these moments where things were hitting me, perspective was huge. And sometimes people were going, how did you have that perspective? I did because I needed to survive. <laughs> You know, I did because I needed to survive. And it's not necessarily that they were off the charts. You know, they were pretty down the street, but it's, you know, well, my world, I kind of get <laughs> get really out of this world for perspectives. <laughs> but, it, you know, literally. Uh, but at the same time, though, you know, you know, knowing that there was a greater picture out there 
helped me do that. But then you still have to go through the 3D world. You know, you still have to go through the the management of that. And like for me, you know, my team, fairies, guides, whoever, I ended up losing my glasses. No, I don't lose my glasses. I put my glasses in specific areas, but my team decided to move them into a different dimension. (laughs) Three times within six weeks. Man, talk about losing track of stuff. (laughs) And one was down in California where I went to sleep on the night. They were on the nightstand. Woke up in the morning, they weren't there. This is the kind of fairies I have. This is the kind of world I live in. But what it did was is that I use obviously I'm not wearing my glasses now because I'm doing my intuitive work, but I use them to drive. I use them to do long distance. Like if I'm out at recess, my eyes get tired because of my stigmatism. So with that, it was like trying to get a different perspective for the 3D world. The 3D world that you drive through, the 3D world of you know, it's like, why are there so many tents? Why, why are we, why is society falling apart? You know, it's that moment where, I don't know, there was a movie where they closed down the city and put a wall around the city and just let it go for itself. I was wondering if Seattle was going to do something like that, you know? Was that The Purge? Was that the movie The Purge? I, I don't know. It was a movie I watched probably a good 10 years ago. Oh. I don't watch those kinds of movies anymore. Don't blame you know, me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, too dark for me. But, you know, it's one of those things that, that, you know, there's still great people who are doing these weird life-altering experiences in the moment that they're in. And there's no why. You know, we don't know why until we get through it, you know. And blessings to you driving through it every day. You know, blessings to you for driving through it every day. And I, I do pray for your grace and ease and your wonderful filter to work for you because that's where people can go into the really low dumps that's where people can really it can really add in negatives every day why do i have to go to work why do i but i'm grateful for your story you know that you saw those little miracle moments of the (laughs) or you know that that the sweet guy who had poor you know when we're unhealthy our bodies stink you know, when we're unhealthy, our bodies start decomposing in a weird way and they stink. And, Interesting. and well, I've been with two parents who three family members who passed away within three years of each other. So you learn the story of the body decomposing <laughs> as you're still alive. And it, it, it's that process of, of it stop, it starts to die, you know, and, and our soul still keeps it going. And it's amazing how, when that happens, it doesn't always embrace smell well. And, and then you have lifestyle on top of it. It's blessings to you. <laughs> well, you know, that makes sense to me because, you know, there's, there's something about the mind and the body being connected. Mm-hmm. And how we treat that body is certainly uh, a product of the mind and how we see ourselves and how we fit into the environment. You know, simply put, uh, vegans versus carnivores. Mm -hmm. There's a certain sensibility to that. And um, I had a friend once that said his girlfriend just smelled wonderful because she was a vegan. (laughs) And, you know, I have to take his word for it. You know, why not? Mm -hmm. You know, it makes sense because you're eating good stuff and um, healthy things. And she lived a healthy lifestyle, kept herself in shape. So he said even when she sweated, she smells good. And. I said, well, you, you're in love, dude. And you're hopeless. <laughs> you're hopelessly there is called pheromones that we do like certain <laughs> smells, too. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, somebody else might say, whoo, she just Ooh. ran, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't matter what she had on, you know, she'd still smell. So I don't, you but know. But also, too, there's something about living a cleaner more refreshing life because even our aura around us, like I was saying, can be lighter. Our energy field is lighter. So we're not so heavy to be around, which means the smells, the senses, you know, those moments where we move forward that it does make sense having those upper energy fields. You know, and humans only see a certain part of the light spectrum. There's so much that humans physically can't see, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm appreciative of the fact that you can see people's auras. You've somehow 
you know, trained your mind to see wider than what the average human, you know, can do or takes the time to do. You mm -hmm. know, there's a training involved. But even physically, I'm sure there's probably a limit to what you can physically see, but you can feel that energy and your mind fills in the blanks, right? Yes, that's the thing that people always say. So you see da, 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 in 3D. No, a lot of times what I see is I'm going on a movie in my head. So there's like a projector out there that sees things for me. And then I show it shows off in my head. And I trust that process. That's the way I was my whole life that I do see things, you know, like I had um, one time, you know, an aura, um, an orb come into this room and I saw the orb and it was my star friend who came in to be my new guide, or he's actually been my guide for many lifetimes, but he decided that it was time for us to connect. And so with that, that, that there are things I see, but there's a lot of things that I see that go off that that's my intuitive message being downloaded to me. How cool is that? I saw this fantastic movie last week, and you might appreciate this because this was probably the most different movie and on kind of on par of what you're talking about. It's called Nine Hours. Mm. Have you heard of this? No, I have not. But I, but don't quote me. I actually have stopped moving, watching a lot of things because of uh, there's so much energy out there going on that that I tap my own this, anxiety. It doesn't work this, with. This is probably one of the most, no, this is the most beautiful movie I've seen. And it was so well acted. And there's no special, there's no real special effects. This is all mm -hmm. just, uh, this movie could have been made in the 60s and the 50s, except that it was in color. And it was just so well acted. And the concept was that um, the souls appear out of somewhere and they mm -hmm. take bodily form. And they report to this guy that's uh, deciding if they're ready for life or not. Mm -hmm. So they sort of, I don't want to say compete, but they're applying for this position. Yeah. And, and basically that's the way souls are nowadays. I want to go in. I want to go in. I want to get in. Well, there's there so many bodies. <laughs> so over nine days, they have this uh, conversation and relationship with him and this other small group of people. I think there's like six people involved. And as friends, they spend these nine days together and they talk and they laugh and they cry and they have all this stuff going on. And the difference between where they're at then and where they are after life is that the emotions are so much buffered. And this guy was somebody that was in life before. So he's helping decide who gets to live and who isn't going to. Mm -hmm. And it is absolutely beautiful. I don't explain it as well as the movie is, well, that's okay, because then it gives people a chance to watch it. <laughs> it. I thought it was very spiritual and definitely one of the best well-acted movies I had seen. The whole cast was just phenomenal. So and it's so, nine, nine hours, nine, day, nine. nine days. Nine days. And it's uh, what I loved about the movie. It was very spiritual in the way that you talk. And it threaded the line because normally people view the world as this Judeo-Christian concept that we have here in America. It towed the line. It it went up to that line and touched it and then went, you know, off into the world and just would touch enough to keep people, you know, from freaking out. Yes. But it was just enough where they could gather. Go, oh, that, that life makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. So that might be the experience if people want to experience something wonderful. You know, that's the thing is, is that if we get out of the moment, like Monday's show was about um, sweating the small things. <laughs> Ooh, you know, we really good. shouldn't. And then the synchronicity was, is that that there was a woman on that, that Regan actually called. Uh, it, it happened at the last minute. And so she came on and her grief showed us, really, me having you come on late? It really, I, I honor you. I'm grateful you decided to come on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But really, was it going to change my whole and ruin my whole day? No. Good. No, Good. because yeah. I love you. I care for you. Yet at the same time, though, I'm sorry. It's like. <laughs> Don't let an E spoil your day. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and and that's the thing is, is that something good comes out of everything if we have that perspective. I'm even talking about my parents' passing, you know? If something good came out of it, and it was actually me. <laughs> really? 
you know, it was actually me and it was actually my kids and it was my, ha my life. And, you know, all these things that, you know, my, my mother had a different perspective of her own son. There were so many magical moments that happened in the midst of the destruction of my parents passing. Like you were saying, this man came on, smell everything about him said, no, his sweet personality and what the woman, the elder did for the younger, you know, was amazing. There's these magical moments that happen. It's just having those perspectives and not sweating the little things as much that's as we a, can. See, that's a great place to be. It's a great place to be. Most people can't get there until they hit grief or something takes their legs out from underneath them. You know, age age brings wisdom, that's for sure. It does. And this job that I'm doing now, driving a bus, I don't think I could have done 20, 40 years ago. Yeah? No, it's just too heavy. Or I would have done it uh, badly. <laughs> More you sarcasm and, and frustration. Yeah. yeah, I would have gotten just as ugly as other people get. I would have drove in the bus horribly, you know. And I think there's some tolerance that builds as we get older, mm -hmm. just based on what you said. You know, you get some empathy because you've been there. You've experienced a little more in life. Mm -hmm. So there is a little bit about age and wisdom that uh, helps us gain a perspective. But boy, you know, like they say, um, youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? It is, it is, it is. If we could do life just a little bit backwards, I think we would get yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Know, having that energy is just, it's amazing. But I know for me, what I went through the summer of just expansion, that I think I, I kind of went back a couple of years. Did you? You got yeah. younger? Well, you look I'm, good. Congratulations. Well, well congratulations. I, I dredged through the, I dredged through the slime to get to this shiny spot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know when you yeah. when you're cleaning out all your past lives and you know your soul is older than than this world being made you know mother earth being made you know you're an old soul when the earth is being made that you have a couple past lives to clean up. Wow. man because that's the yeah that's that's when the cells were just you know learning how to see and being whipped up onto the ocean Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Is there uh, an original soul and then we're all just uh, pieces of that original soul or were there always many souls? Okay, so this is the this is the the knowing I'm going to call it a knowing that I have is that there's a an energy that I'm going to call greater or creator. It's the greater than it's it's light. It's love. It's 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 what it is. And we were each taken and plunked from that. Our soul was plunked from that. And then put kind of, I don't want to call it in a assembly line, but, but we were kind of, I could see us lined up, you know, and then as we, as we were plunked from that soul, there's scenarios that come through each lifetime that we are. You know, get that. Okay. That that you know we we have a core, a very core personality to our soul, and there's some scenarios that are in our soul. So for me, dyslexia is part of my soul story. Now there's some lifetimes where I've had it less. There's some where I've had it more. There's some there's some that they've just navigated with. So with that 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 um, mind function. Because I can tell you that looking back in my soul, that there's been many lifetimes I've seen different perspectives and, and having a, being able to listen to different languages and not being like for me, I didn't read until after high school. So I was an observer through most of my life. Wow. I mean, I read a little bit, but if it wasn't for my friends in high school, I wouldn't have graduated because they yeah. would tell me they would even tell me what the word Mississippi was because I couldn't read it. Really? Yeah. So with that, that, that as I went through school, but doing that, it gave me a chance to have a perspective and to listen to people's stories. So that must've been where you developed your other gifts. Yes. Yes. Okay. So with that, that since that soul story is, just has, has that, 
that I've been an observer for many of my lifetimes and, and not necessarily knowing why every lifetime, but there's a bigger picture of why. So with that, that each, each going back to that creator, we all are plunked. And I can bet you, if you call, go back to your core, there's certain things that just feels you. There's not, they weren't taught to you. They, they were just you. And sometimes that's high, that it could be even the message of high integrity or how we love or how we, uh, how we um, sink into life or how we just kind of, there's a way that we just float through life. Yeah. You know, those are our core, the, how we floated is, is our core things about our soul. It doesn't matter if we're male, female, animal, whatever. That's our core. Interesting. Interesting. And then that soul starts being put into different experiences. And then as we become more, I'm going to call it aged, then we, our soul starts making more choices of where it wants to go. And where it wants to be in, in, in engaged with and what planet it wants to be on or what experience it wants to have. And then as it gets older and older, then we get more choosy about what experience we're going to have. And even See, if that means make... that we have two, two um, alcoholic parents, we're still, but yet there's something about how we go through that story helps us because we're older souls. You make it sound all exciting. And kind of wonderful, kind of really. Is. Kind, kind of wonderful, of too. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. we have opportunity. That's the thing is, is that right now we have the opportunity to stick in our story or to move on out of our story and create a new one. Like I've told many people, so what movie are you making about your life to create the story you want to hear? <laughs> See, that's, to take a command of someone's own life, you talked about, um, how did you phrase that? How you move freely from one place to the other? Mm -hmm. You know, that's your core soul. Mm -hmm. You know, and how do you command that ship? Because I have been processing this last five years. Because nobody, nobody wants, this was not a childhood dream to be a bus driver. <laughs> you know? Some people do, though. Yes, I do can they? Understand that. Yeah. I'd like to meet them. <laughs> I'd like to meet them and find out why. But seriously, you know, it's a good job. I think it's a worthy job, but it's not one you grow up wishing. I want to do, do it. I want to do it. I want to yeah. do it. Yeah. No, no, Especially nobody nowadays. thinks that. Yeah. But it is a good job. And working for the county, it's a good career. So I've got no, I'm not saying anything bad about it. But I've always been trying to reinvent myself because I spent the first uh, 30 some years of my working life as a creative person. Driving a bus is not a creative activity. So I'm trying to reinvent myself to be a writer because I can do that uh, mm -hmm. without spending five hours a day practicing my horn, without singing, you know, without doing painting, which I don't have the gifts for. You know, I've gone through all kinds of things that I'm not worthy of, but writing, somehow <laughs> I have a knack of. Mm -hmm. So now I want to focus on that. But taking command of that and saying, okay, I'm going to spend this time every day writing and I'm going to push towards getting that book done. And I'm going to, these are decisions that take your core soul, command of your core soul and make it happen because there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, it takes a lot of energy to do, yes. which is why I say youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> Well, you know, though, I'm going to say that command is probably not the way because if because when we're floating from one thing to another, are mm -hmm. we commanding it? No, we're kind of I call it um, navigating. I because I, that's what I whenever I say the word navigate, I think of a ship going through a skinny canal and a captain can't do it himself. It's true. He's got people in the helm. He's got people. I, I'm not really a, somebody who's on the boat. So he in the front on all sides around the boat to say, how are we doing? One person's looking ahead. One person's looking down to see where the where the um, the rocks are. The reef is you the, know, icebergs. the icebergs. You know, they they don't do it alone. They're at the helm. 
But unless they, the motors are working, they can't do anything. So this is your point about multiple selves. No, I'm talking about how we may be at the lead. Yet at the same time, though, our bodies are the motors to the navigation. Okay. We have our team, guides, angels, loved ones who are looking out for us uh, okay. and helping guide us. Gotcha. So we have choices at the helm. Do we listen to them or do we not? Do we listen to the sport or to, to the support? So those are those little whispers we get, you know, those little ideas. Oh, I should text so-and-so. Those are those little whispers we get, right? See, if we the, listen the... to them, never know what that inspiration might be. Like me talking with you the other day, you know, and then the the whisper was, I wanted to talk to you about writing a book together, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And so I listened to that inspiration, which was leading to a path. I don't know where it's going to lead. I just know it's leading to a path. And so with that, listening to the whispers. Now, us intuitives, we kind of have that understanding that those whispers are something we should listen to. Most people, I call them flybys and they don't listen. <laughs> flybys. See, my, <laughs> my problem, the guy whispering with the loudest voice is the guy that likes to lay in bed and eat chips. <laughs> I got to make him, you know, take a back seat for a while. I hear you. I hear you. So that's where I come up with mantras, you know, like, what is this here to teach me? So then I get in a perspective of observation. Um, where are you supposed to take me? That means that I'm being led. I also have a new mantra about um, that. I'm dancing with the spirit of my I am. Spirit of your I can. I am. I am. Okay. I and the A am. I'm dancing with the spirit of my I am. And so that dancing with the spirit of my I am is kind of seeing the energy field that you see right now, because that's interacting with the, with the wind, the sunshine, the, the muses, the muses, the spirit of, of ideas, you know, muses are the spirit, the, the fairies, the elementals who help bring in ideas and, and just listening to inspiration. Sometimes like yesterday, I had no inspiration. You know, I sat on the couch and just kind of, you know, I'm just here. But I had inspiration before that. And I went in and worked in the garage for a little bit. You know, so it's, it's following the navigation of inspiration. Waking up at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, I got an idea. You know, and going with the inspiration, even if it lasts 10 minutes. Nice. You know, and nice. that's what I mean by, you know, that we have the team that inspires us. Sometimes we're not meant to. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's about motivating your team as much as listening to your team. Exactly. It's a give and it's take. The partnership. It's the partnership. 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 Yeah. And that's why I start asking, if I'm going to go into something, I start asking. I am asking for inspiration to support me in this new path I'm going on. Give me the light. Give me the energy. I'm asking for inspiration. And when I ask for that, a lot of times I do. That's nice. I also time my vitamins too. Timing my vitamins helps a little bit too. Because <laughs> it's my really... body that needs to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm timing my daily vitamin instead of at the end of the day, I put, I do it at lunch so that I, at least I have the energy through the day. You know, yeah. it's called because the motor of our ship needs the, the gasoline, the diesel to keep moving and potato chips, even though I had some today, wasn't my only thing I ate. <laughs> See, that's the thing, man. You know, they, what were the shipping companies? Maersk out of Dane out of uh, Denmark. Mm -hmm. They're that big shipping company. Mm -hmm. They just announced that their cargo ships, their new cargo ships are going to work on methane gas. So they're going to oh. get, uh, yeah, they're going to get uh, carbon neutral just as quickly as they can. And this is going to help. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm kind of wishing I ran on methane. And, you know, my roommate probably would say I already do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think my roommate already claims I do. So, <laughs> but, 
but that's okay. <laughs> you know, if you can't share your food, then what good is it? <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm thinking something I shouldn't say on there. Okay. So, <laughs> Let's <laughs> no, put it this way. I'm glad fan uh, fan time, the fan in the bedrooms are done. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it blows out, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, Eric, you're a joy. You're a joy. You're a joy. <laughs> oh, well, we're coming up. Would you like to be on my show again? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. This was fun. Oh, and it will yeah. be the whole time because now I know you're true email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah anytime. Okay. Anytime because this is fun. Oh, good, good, fun. good. Yeah, you never Thank you know. For where... me on. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, yeah. I'm going to pull one card, though. This is something that I do for my show is I just pull one card. Would you like a card, Eric? What is your future going to hold for you? What is one thing that the universe, I'm using my. my oh, thing. I thought it was a credit card. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I can use okay. it. You right. wouldn't want to okay. put the in my credit card. <laughs> That's one thing I'm asking for, too. All right. I, I, know. I, I'm asking I didn't know what you wanted me to do for that. So I was, you know. Yeah, okay. a card, Good. a card, right. a card, a card. <laughs> um, I am asking for prosperity that my bank account is higher than my, my credit card balance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. If I could change those monies over, <laughs> I would be grateful. <laughs> I just bought I just bought five tickets to go to Florida for Christmas. Ooh, that sounds wonderful. It is. It is three thousand dollars later. Oh my gosh. That's better than I expected. Yeah, I was watching a deals. I was watching deals. Good, good. I was watching deals. So wow. Forgiveness. So the card for everyone today is forgiveness. Nice. Forgiveness on the path. And many times we have to forgive ourselves for even make the simplest mistakes. Kind of like I said earlier about the flubbles. So nice. forgiveness. Now the card is um four and nine. So four plus nine is thirteen. Dyslexic can figure out how to add too. <laughs> so 13 equals four. So four is about getting into that root of things, being into the root of life and finding out those little corners as we lay in bed and whisper to ourselves, what do we need to ask for forgiveness for? Ooh, very nice. With that, very nice. I am so grateful for this time and I'm trying to keep things for an hour just so that people want to stay watching I so i get it yes so blessings to all and eric what book are you planning on writing about you don't have to give the title but what is the story that you're trying to plan on writing about well i've got two that i'm working on one that is really close is being illustrated right now by a friend and that's about it's a fictional story that my grandfather used to tell me about growing up on the mountain and he explains life through um the year-long cycle of a leaf Oh, in that that would, oh that's cool. Oh, the story of a leaf, and that, that is just amazing. I hope, I hope. I I, I love the story, and uh, I've read it online a few times and performed it in a live theater setting, and people seem to enjoy it. So I, I hope the book uh, is accepted. And the other one is called Transit Transients, and that's uh, daily stories about driving a bus. Mm. And I'll take this humanistic view and. You know, be a little bit spiritual, a little bit uh, intellectual, and a little bit of, you know, flat out uh, vulgarity that all humans. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you, you, know? you know, but I know you having that kind of humor you have, it will fit right in. <laughs> right in. You know, and, and, you know, going back to your leaf story, I do um, uh, where I, I did pictures for my uh, creative memories you know, where I drove pictures and I did things um, in my photo albums oh, yeah, uh, yeah. for people, you know, that theme that was going on for quite a while where you do the, you know, you knew, do stories. Well, the story of my dad passing. Well, I was six weeks away from having my first child when my dad passed. And the story I wrote was I, I, as I wrote the story, I had a full tree full of leaves and each page, the leaves were dropping. Ooh, beautiful. And then as my dad passed, that I, um, the last, last leaf dropped. Oh. 
Oh, God. But as the pile of leaves, the, the new tree started growing out of it. Excellent. And that was a representation. Then I had a picture of my son being born. So with that, that, you know, that there's this metaphor of life. And that is the metaphor of life, that we're going to have trees that die out and leaves that pass away and, and change. They have no choice but change. Leaves have Ener no choice but change. Energy never stops. It just changes. Yeah, it transforms. Yeah. It transforms. So with that, I hope everybody enjoyed this more lighter story because I know that my show has had a little bit of triggers and then Monday's show has been pretty, pretty heavy sometimes. So uh, I just want everybody to know that life has joy in it. And if we can just kind of move into that perspective once in a while, even if it is just putting on a song that sings to us or you know, just looking out, walking out in the sunshine when it, when it's bad, or, you know, even a windy day, if you're having a bad day, and if it's a windy day, stand out in the wind and let it take it away. You know, we're all in these moments where life is happening. And if you need any assistance, I, Natasha Venter, would be grateful to be there for you. Just reach out to me at angelicclarifications.com, or you can email me at natasha at angelicclarifications.com. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Blessings Goodbye. to you. Thank you.